I just don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. True Crimes and Story Times. I'm Michelle. I'm Kirsten. And uh, today I'm back with the True, true Crime. With the True Crime. I can tell you're talking really low because, like, the <coughs> waves on your oh, yeah. side Am is, like, really small. Well, when we first started doing the podcast, you would yell at me every episode and tell me that I'm talking too loud. Oh, no, that's only when you started a sentence. But. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anywho. Um. Yeah, I'm back with true crime now. Kirsten's yeah. back on the story times. Mm-hmm. Since we skipped Easter, it'll be the next three weeks I'll be doing true crime. The next three weeks, Kirsten will be doing story time, and then we'll switch again. Yes, and then for the next those next four weeks, it'll be me doing true crime. And yep. You get it. You get it. You guys know. Yeah. I think you guys know now. Yeah. Anyway. So, today... I am doing the true crime case of Stephen Plattle. Never so. heard of it. Yeah. It's a rough one. It's a it rough kind one. Of, the name kind of sounds familiar. Yeah. Like the uh, Plattle sounds familiar. Oh, wait. Actually, I think it's different. Did I say Plattle? Hold on. I think it's... Plattle? Plattle. Yeah. I think it's Plattle, not Plattle. But I want to double check real quick because... Okay. So, I'm not really sure. I can't remember if it's Plato or Plato, but I think it's Plato. Okay. But, tried to look it up real quick, but there's not, like, a whole lot of information on this case. Um, so. Okay. This one's gonna be kind of a shorter one. That's okay. So, um, Stephen Plato, in his early 20s, groomed an underage girl in San Antonio. So, right off the bat, we're not starting good. Nope, he's already got a bad rip. There's not a lot of information of his childhood or anything, I don't think, so. It's just we're starting right off the bat. In his early 20s, he's grooming an underage girl. Gross. Yeah. So, uh, he decided to travel from his home in New York all the way to Texas to meet this 15-year-old girl. That's even more gross. Yeah. You're going to travel for the? That's gross. Let's see. How far is New York to Texas? Um, pr- pretty far. Are we talking miles or like... Like, I'm talking hours. Hour drive? Yeah. That's probably at least a day. 26 hours. Look at that. I was off by two hours. Yep. Still works. That's gross. Can you, like, look and see how many miles that is? Oh. Yeah, I can do that. Hold on. From New York to Texas? That's a long ways. 1,764.2 miles. Damn. Yeah. He traveled 26 hours. That's crazy. Or he took a plane, which takes, looks like, 3 hours and 45 minutes. I mean, that's more more doable, but you're still going, like, across the country to meet an underage girl. I was about to say, yeah gross and this just goes i just honestly just like to point out yeah that there's a lot of like couples Mm -hmm. i guess um even nowadays 
where like um the guy will be like in his early 20s and mm-hmm. the girl will be like not 18 yet mm-hmm. you know like 16 17 and that is still grooming yeah no that is disgusting that because is like still like pedophilia like you are an adult and that person is underage i'm 23 i cannot I imagine no that's dating a 16 year old no like, it's no. one thing if you're like you know you're both 17 and then one of you turns 18 before the other. Yeah, that's different. But, like, you're 20-something and you're dating a 15-year-old. 15? Yeah. That's kind of weird. I mean, my aunt and uncle are four years apart. I mean, me and Austin are four <laughs> years apart, but, but like, that's different. You we guys started, started dating, dating later in life. My aunt and uncle started dating when my uncle was 18 and my aunt was 14. I mean, that's a little weird. It was kind of weird. And my grandparents didn't know that they were dating at the time. But, like, oh. look at them now. They've been married forever and they love each other. So. Yeah. But still. Four years isn't a whole lot, but still 18 and 14, a huge mental difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Not the point of the story. No. But the point still. is, he was gross. Mm-hmm. So, um, the year was 1995, which it was actually in 1995 kind of popular for, like, a 15-year-old girl to be dating somebody in their early 20s. And like, they thought it was cool. Yeah, that's That seems like it's about, like, how old my aunt was at the yeah. time. Yeah. In 1995, that was yeah. really popular. Mm-hmm. So, and people didn't think anything of it for whatever mm-hmm. reason. So, the parents of Alyssa and Stephen did not stand in the way of their relationship whatsoever. Like, they didn't care? No. Um, and Alyssa became pregnant just two years after meeting Stephen. So she's 17 now and she's pregnant. Okay. And Stephen's still in his early 20s. Okay. It didn't say an exact age for him, I don't think. So probably by this time, he's probably about, I would say like 25. Yeah, I would say that too. If they got together, she was 15 and he was in his early 20s and now she's two, it's two years later. Yeah. He's probably about 25, 26, I would say. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Alyssa went into labor mm-hmm. in January of 1998. Okay. That was the year that we were born? Yep, it sure was. And it, that was like 12 months in advance. I was going to say that was almost a year before we were yeah. born there. What? What did <laughs> that work? <laughs> that was did almost a year all... before we were born there. Did what I, was that? I just sounded Australian. <laughs> I tried to no, say No, I though. didn't even understand the I word. I tried to say though and it came oh. out there. <laughs> okay oh my gosh we're doing a lot of talky talky today sorry yeah. about that it's nice out i think it's putting us in a good mood and we're yeah. sitting here talking about true crime for real anyway got the window open fresh air mm-hmm. we're high on that fresh air for sure bro <laughs> okay so Alyssa and her soon-to-be husband steven welcomed a little girl into the world and they named her denise so sweet yeah i kind of like the name denise it's kind of cute denise oh my gosh that <laughs> skit bro d nice if when y'all says some silly ass name <laughs> balake <laughs> okay. i'm sorry that skit is so it's funny so funny okay let's, let's okay, keep okay. Going. yeah so bringing you really far down now um Alyssa started to witness steven physically abusing denise unfortunately Yikes. um According to Alyssa, he would pinch Denise so hard that he would leave bruises on her. Yikes. And she said that he would also trap baby Denise in a cooler. If she was, like, crying and crying, like, what would not fuck? stop. Like, babies do when you don't give them 
what they need you know they're just trying to communicate sometimes they just do cry yeah that's true but i just think like sometimes they really need something and maybe you didn't give them exactly what they Mm -hmm. needed or their stomach hurts or yeah they can't tell you that type of thing or they're moody yeah they're babies they they're moody too and he would trap denise in a cooler and wait until almost all of the oxygen had run out before releasing her that's gross so she would like stop crying because of lack of oxygen yeah exactly that's horrible um this was just a few of the multiple uh abuses he would do to her okay. so that's not even like the tip of the iceberg i really have a bad feeling about where this go this is going yeah and i feel like i'm gonna be really sad so at eight months old Alyssa decided enough was enough and she decided to put denise up for adoption to protect mm. her and let her be happy that's nice yeah um, Denise was soon adopted by a family named Anthony and Kelly Fusco. So, she got adopted pretty f- quick. I mean, she was an eight-month-old baby. Good. So, I think babies get adopted fairly mm-hmm. quickly, you know. Is this going to take a very bad turn? Yep. It always does. It always, it always does. does. So, Anthony and Kelly were described as very kind and open-hearted people. And they renamed Denise Katie. So, her name is Katie now. I like that name. And that's how we're going to refer to her in the story. Katie is their yeah. daughter that they had. She put up for Katie her. is Denise, yes. but we are going to refer to her as Katie now. Okay. Um, they lived in Dover, New York. Okay. So, Katie grew up to be an artist, and she was on her way to college. She was going to go to art college. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, Stephen and Alyssa did remain together. And had another daughter almost 10 years after giving Katie up for adoption. Okay. Um, Alyssa felt like they were older now. And like they're more mature. So maybe he wouldn't do mm-hmm. to them what he did to Katie. Like maybe AKA he just, Denise. Maybe he just wasn't ta- ready for yeah. kids yet and didn't know how to handle it emotionally. Yeah, maybe not. And maybe now that she thinks that I mean, they're in a better place. Mm-hmm. She was like, what, 17 and he was 25. Raising so. kids ain't easy. Yeah. And at any age it's not easy uh it's if especially if you have like mental problems mm-hmm. i can see it would be very difficult yeah not an excuse but for like, him to hurt no, his kids no, no, but no. but like props to her for like yeah. doing the responsible thing and, like, and giving her up yeah yeah so they ended up having a total of two more children and they were also both girls it's a lot of girls yeah well Alyssa would go on to say that steven did not change yikes yeah he would, this is a quote from her, he would destroy things in the home when he was upset, punching holes in the walls. Nice. If he was punching holes in the walls, what else was he punching? Yeah. Um, also, Stephen could not uphold a job, and that left the financial burden on Alyssa. Mm. So, Mm-mm-mm. Alyssa would later go on to describe that Stephen was very unpredictable. Quote, I was always on eggshells. Whatever his mood was, everybody knew. And that mood was often not happy. A lot of yelling, a lot of things smashed in the house in front of our kids. Not in front of the kids. No. If you if you are mad about something, you go deal with it somewhere else, not in front of your kids. Yeah, that's... My you parents argued things. a lot when I was a kid, unfortunately. Yeah. And, um, they've a gotten a lot better now. But thinking back, like, my mom was only 19 when she had me, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, even we grew up together. Like, little kids realize like when there's tension they can like feel it mm-hmm. they know something's not right so yeah. like if you're mad and you're mad in front of your kids they are gonna recognize it 
Yeah, I mean, and traumatize them. You can be mad, just handle it in the correct ways. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, if you, you can be mad in front of your, your kids. If you need to go, like, smash something to, like, release your anger, whatever. Don't do it in front of the kids. Yeah, go I think also, like, you need to teach your kids how to cope with anger because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people growing up, their parents didn't teach them how to cope with their emotions. Kids don't know how to handle their feelings. No, but teach them early yeah. and they'll get it, mm-hmm. you know. At I've least been, that's how I view it. I've been, like, if um, Jeffrey gets upset or something, mm-hmm. um, instead of, like, just telling him to calm down, because he doesn't know what that means. Yeah. I tell him to, like, take a deep breath, you know, like, wipe your face, take another deep breath, calm yourself down. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times he, like, wants something, and mm-hmm. I can't understand what he's saying when he's screaming and crying. Yeah. So I'll be like, take a deep breath, and he will. It's so cute. I'll <laughs> go... <sighs> <laughs> that's and adorable. then i'll say wipe your eyes and he'll wipe it all hard and then i'm like okay now what do you want and mm-hmm. then he'll tell me and then he's fine right see so, like teaching that's, him that's teaching him like it's okay to cry if you get upset but just take a deep breath and calm mm-hmm. yourself down right not throwing stuff right anyway so steven and Alyssa received a notification on their social medias and it was from katie mm-hmm. aka denise uh, she was now 18 years old, and she wanted to get into contact with her biological parents. So, this must have been recent. Yeah, it was decent. It was kind of recent, yeah. Okay. Because she was born the same year we were born. Mm-hmm. So, this so, is kind of recent, yeah. Yeah. Not like, I guess. I was 18 in what? 2017. 2017. Yeah. So, yeah. This was recent. 2016. We turned 18 oh, in yeah. 2016. But, yeah. Okay, so, like I said, she wanted to get into contact with her biological parents. I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, some people may not, but, like, I feel like you have a curiosity, you know? Um, so, she got into contact with them, and she completely changed course. So, she wasn't going to go to college for art school anymore. She was going to move in with her biological parents. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a good thing. So, she moved to Henrico, Virginia, with Alyssa, Stephen... And her two sisters. Okay. So, um, Katie's adoptive parents, Anthony and Kelly, were pretty wary of the situation, but ultimately they decided that Katie was old enough to make her own decisions, and I think they also just didn't want to push her away. Yeah, but how does that make you feel that you adopted this child and have raised her as her as your own, and now she's like, I'm going to go live with my biological parents now? Yeah, I I know. I'm sure it hurt their feelings for sure. I'm just saying, I think they felt like she was already going away, so they didn't want like didn't want to like control her more. Yeah, and make her resent them, so she didn't talk to them at all. She's like, you know, do do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I get that. So Katie's arrival to Stephen and Alyssa's home only pushed them further apart. Stephen's behavior suddenly changed whenever he was around Katie. Oh. Alyssa even said that Stephen shaved his beard to make himself look younger. Oh, that's not where I thought it was going. Nope. That's not where I thought it was going at all. So, he even went as far to try and change up his wardrobe to dress younger. And this is his daughter. This is his biological his daughter. full on, not stepdaughter, that nope. doesn't make it better, but. No, not really. <laughs> this is your kid. Yeah, your and DNA. I still kind of consider this grooming because she's only eighteen. You're she's very your naive. Daughter. 
Well, yes, I know. I'm just saying this is still grooming, considering whether she was your daughter or not. Like, 18 years old and you're like... You are so naive at 18. Yeah. Like, so, Alyssa, noticing how close Stephen and Katie were becoming, decided she needed to tell Katie about the abuse she had suffered as a baby at the hands of her father. Now, I don't know if this was a, just an attempt to get Katie to leave because she was like, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. Maybe I should tell her this and she'll leave. Mm-hmm. Or if she was actually feeling concerned at the time, you know? Yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe she, you know, realized how kind of creepy and gross mm-hmm. the situation I was. I think she was definitely trying to protect her. Maybe didn't necessarily but... want want her to leave because I, I definitely think That's that still she her was daughter. probably yeah. happy that her daughter was back. Yeah. And probably regretted that decision for mm-hmm. forever, but she probably realized that something was not right yeah. and was trying to get her to kind of like not be so close with him mm-hmm. but you know she was trying to get katie to like push her father away yeah you know so apparently this information did not change katie's mind or phase her whatsoever hmm. i would be slightly phased i'd sure. be like oh like he would lock me in a cooler until uh, i I'm almost out. couldn't breathe yeah uh, i'm out and i'm taking my siblings with me thanks mm-hmm so, Stephen and Katie grew even closer. Yikes. Soon, Stephen would start sleeping on the floor of Katie's bedroom. What the fuck? Alyssa obviously was weirded out by this and asked Stephen why he thought it was necessary he sleep on the floor in Katie's room. Uh, yeah. She was very concerned thing. about this. Yeah. So, when um, Alyssa confronted Stephen about this, mm-hmm. he got upset and he just left the house with Katie. Mm-hmm. Him and Katie just left. Oh. So, at this point in the story, mm-hmm. Stephen and Katie were in love. And not oh. like the love of father and daughter. No, 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 no. Oh, no, yes. No, no, Unfortunately, no, no, yes, yes, no, yes. No, no, no. So, That's gross. November of 2016, Alyssa moved out and filed for a divorce from Stephen. Did she not, like, say anything to anybody? Like, hey, my daughter and my... And I don't her know if she had, like, proof. Yeah. I guess you know, true, I don't yeah. know. That's gross. So, they split custody of their two younger daughters, Katie, and Katie stayed with Stephen, obviously. What's she gonna do? Be her sibling's stepmom? So, since Alyssa moved out, they had nothing in the way of their incestuous relationship. Incestuous? That's the the nicest word I would see I would yeah. use. <laughs> so Alyssa did not realize the extent of Katie and Stephen's relationship until the following May. She didn't really realize like what exactly was going on. Yeah. So she didn't know they were in love. She didn't know what they were doing. She just knew they were growing closer and Stephen was weird, so she decided to divorce him. She didn't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um so she found a journal entry written by Stephen and her daughter, who was 11, and it wrote about the intimacy and unnatural relationship between Stephen and Katie. And this is coming from an 11-year-old. Yep. That is smart enough to recognize that it's wrong. Yeah. That's crazy. So, um, this journal entry would also go on to talk about how her dad is Satan and he will go to hell. Okay. And he wouldn't be tortured there. He would be the one torturing people. Oh. That's how she viewed her dad. 
she would draw pictures of Stephen and Katie showing them as demons. The heck? And the intro would go on to say about how Stephen calls Katie baby and that she is now the 11-year-old stepmom. What did I just say? Yep. You called it. I swear I didn't read ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, it would also reveal that Katie was pregnant. Oh, my gosh. So, you're having your daughter or your child and your sibling at the same time? How does that work? Yep. Right? Yep. Your daughter and your... Would it be half-sibling if you're the one giving birth? I don't know. I don't <laughs> think so. Well, yeah, actually. It would be, wouldn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to think but about that. I really don't. still your hoodie and... Oh, my God. My brain hurts. So... Obviously, while Alyssa was reading this journal entry, she was absolutely disgusted and horrified, as all of us are. Yeah, I would be too. Even the ones listening right now. (laughs) That's so gross. Quote, I lost it. I started screaming. I felt like I was going to throw up. Me too. Yeah, same. I feel that. She immediately called and confronted Stephen, because what else are you going to do? Like, you got our daughter pregnant? What? Pregnant? Pregnant? Stephen said, I thought you knew we're in love. I bet you are. And Alyssa then replied, how could you? You're sick. She's a child. It's not even that. It's not even that she's a child. I mean, it is that, but it's, she's your child. Yeah. It's both. It's both. Wrapped up into one fucked up situation. Like. Yeah. So Alyssa called the police as soon as she found out and reported Stephen and Alyssa. So when she didn't know, Mm -hmm. you know, as soon as she came to know, she called the police. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Stephen and Katie at the time were not put under arrest for whatever reason. Wait, you said Alyssa called the police and reported Stephen and Alyssa. You meant Stephen and Katie. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's okay. My bad. I wrote Stephen and Alyssa yeah, on I, accident. My bad. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. So, police interviewed Stephen and Alyssa's two daughters, mm-hmm. but nothing ever came of it. Probably because they were young. Yeah. So, they continued on with their incestuous relationship and living under the same roof. They did not care. What the heck? So, July 20th of the same year, Stephen and Katie decided to take their relationship to the next level. And they traveled to Maryland to get married. Oh my gosh. Obviously, father and daughter marriages are not legal in the state of Maryland. And in parentheses, I put, is it in any state? It better not be legal in any state so they lied about being related on their marriage application oh my gosh and they were able to get married i mean katie's name is completely changed now so they were pretty much able to get married that's so gross um so stephen's mother came to the wedding along with katie's adoptive parents and they were all okay with this Allegedly, the only reason Anthony and Kelly attended was that they felt the only thing they could do was support their adopted daughter. So, yeah. No words. No. I'm just speechless. The woman was too stunned to speak. September 1st of 2017, Katie gave birth to a healthy baby boy, Bennett. Love that name. The happiness between Katie and Stephen did not last long, obviously. They were arrested four months later and extradited back to Virginia. Because they were married. mm -hmm, And in an incestuous relationship. Even if you're not married, incest is still illegal. Okay. So, yeah. And I assume that they had to gather some 
more information of some sort about Stephen and Katie's relationship and well, maybe them getting married and having the baby put it over the edge. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. When you, like, have a baby, they have to do all kinds of blood work and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they, like, tested the baby's blood and the mom's blood and stuff and saw that, like, something wasn't right. Yeah. And probably, like, I don't want to say this to, like, be mean, but in incest, when you have babies incestually, mm-hmm. those babies usually have something yeah, not wrong right with, with their yeah. DNA. So, that may have made things go farther. For sure. I know it said healthy baby boy, but I don't... Yeah. I don't know. The DNA could be off. Anyway. Police administered DNA tests on Stephen, Katie, and Bennett to match their familial genes. And then they were officially charged with incest, adultery, and contributing to delinquency. I wonder how that would look. Like, if you're testing, like, their, like, what would their DNA look like? I don't know. You know how you, you test Stephen's DNA and it's like, oh, here's his parents. Here's his, all of his siblings or whatever. Here's yeah. Katie's DNA, so-and-so. What about the baby? You're like, okay, so his dad and his mom is Katie, but then. That's also his sister. It's also his sister. I don't know. It must what? be something that they know. Like the yeah. people that test the blood or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, in court, Stephen's attorney tried to justify the illegal marriage by saying, quote, This case is about an 18-year-old girl who shows up at the doorstep of a 40-year-old man who's going through difficult times with his wife. They have a bond because they're biologically related, but they never knew each other before they had a sexual relationship. He was head over heels in love with her, so much so that outweighed the issue of them being biologically related. No. Made no fucking sense no, anyways. absolutely not. This like, isn't no. about an 18-year-old and a 40-year-old. This is about a father and a daughter yeah. who had a baby, and it's gross. Yeah, basically. And it's also about a 40-year-old and an 18-year-old and how that is pedophilia. Gross is an understatement. I'm disgusted. So, Stephen posted bail and was released first. The judge ordered him not to leave the state and not to contact Katie. Um, the court, unfortunately, did not deny him access to his son, Bennett, though. He was allowed access because Bennett was placed in the care of Stephen's mother, Grace. Okay. And Alyssa thought this was a shocking failure, considering that Grace was 72 years old. Taking care of a, a, a baby. baby. That's rough. Stephen shouldn't have ever been allowed back to North Carolina, where he had access to his house his weapons, and the baby. I can understand they like to put children in the hands of relatives, but not Grace. She wouldn't have been able to stop him seeing the baby even if she wanted to. Yeah. That made no sense. Yeah. So, Katie was released on bail and was obviously ordered to not have any contact with Stephen. And she decided to move back in with her adoptive parents in New York. Okay. So, she tried to make a right, yeah. the right choice. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie broke con- sorry. Katie broke the no-contact order to call Stephen and tell him she wanted to end the relationship. She didn't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Um, Stephen did not take this news well. Oh my gosh, I- I can't get it to you. April 11th, 2018, Stephen went to his mother Grace's home to pick up Bennett. Uh, he told her he was gonna take the baby up to New York to see Katie. And Grace did not try to stop him, because how could she? Mm -hmm. Stephen then took Bennett back to his home in Nightdale, North Carolina. And I'm going to put 
a huge trigger warning right here i'm so sorry yeah i just read the next sentence yeah listen um, if you're triggered by babies don't listen to the next part just skip 15 seconds over yeah so all right trigger warning i'm gonna say it so unfortunately he then strangled bennett at his home and left him in a closet that makes me sick to my stomach yeah me too uh he then left his home and drove over 600 miles to new york because he wanted to confront katie um in the early morning stephen made it to katie's adopted parents home he decided to stalk the family from inside his blue minivan he knew katie's family's routine and also knew that they would leave soon to visit Katie's adopted grandmother in Connecticut. This is why I don't like having a routine. Yeah. I have I have thought about this for like the past couple weeks mm-hmm. and how like um you know we wake up at the same time every morning to go to work, but like when we're yeah. when we're off, our routine our routine is never the same. We right. don't wake up at the same time. We don't do the same things every day, and I think it's because. I watch, wait, and listen, and do research about way too many of these damn true crime cases mm-hmm. where people sit outside the home, the homes of these families and watch their routine and learn their routine yeah. and makes it easier for them to target. Yeah. See, so I never have Unfortunately, <laughs> just some people just aren't lucky enough to not have the same routine. I know. You know they got to go to work and other mm-hmm. stuff, so. So, Katie and Anthony left the house in their Toyota pickup, and Stephen started to follow them in the minivan. Trigger warning again. We're going to talk about death, so, and how, you know, they you guys know. Yeah. So, once the truck came to a stop, Stephen pulled up beside them in the blue minivan and started shooting at Anthony and Katie. He unfortunately killed them both. An off-duty firefighter witnessed what had happened and called 911 and told them that Katie and Anthony were deceased. And at this time, Anthony was 56 and Katie was 20. Dang. Uh, 911 dispatchers received another call from Grace, and she told them that Stephen had confessed to her what he did to Bennett and how he had shot Katie and Anthony. So police knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Five miles away... Police found Stephen's blue minivan, and it was still running. They found Stephen in the front seat, but unfortunately, he had already shot himself. So he bowed out. I'm taking the easy way out. Alyssa would later go on to say, quote, It's been a difficult roller coaster of emotions because I'm so devastated by the loss of Katie and her adoptive dad and baby, but it's such a relief that I don't have to look over my shoulder anymore to see if Stephen is there. End quote. I bet she was relieved. And that's it. To have went through you know, that for forever, really, for mm-hmm. 20 years since yeah. Katie was born. But that's if sad. you scroll down, the mug shots are there. Yeah. That's Katie. Mm-hmm. And that... That's Stephen. What the heck? I mean, she does look like him, though. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Gross. They have the same nose, like the same lips almost. Mm-hmm. Eyes, too. The eyebrows. Mm-hmm gross so that was the unfortunate murder of bennett katie and anthony i really hate it when they're not caught yeah i want them to rot i wish he would have rot yeah unfortunately you know he took the easy way out and knew what would happen to him in prison because 
he groomed an underage girl. I mean, I know she was 18. She technically wasn't underage, but that was his daughter, and that's disgusting. I mean, it's already, still you know, pedophilia, though, because he's 40. She's 18. Most people wouldn't consider it. Really? 18 is an adult. 40 is also an adult. That's still gross. To me, yeah, that's gross. I mean, two different mindsets is where I'm, like, my mind's coming from. At 40, you have a completely different mindset than you do at 18. And at 18, you are literally so naive to so many things, yeah. I feel like, you know? I just, I don't know. I don't know. That that was a roller coaster. Definitely. Very sad. So, if you haven't listened to Kirsten's episode, go ahead and go back to Wednesday and mm-hmm. listen to that. It was a it was a good story. It's called The Meat Man. Yep. It was pretty messed up. Yep. But it was a good one. So it definitely was a good it. story. Mm-hmm. And shout out to the author once again. Mm-hmm. Um, go check out our Patreon if you haven't done that already. And but go I know subscribe. You yeah, we don't have any patrons, so we know you have it. If you don't know how Patreon works, we can see how many patrons we have, and we can see who has subscribed. So and we know you. you're not on there. It ain't you. I'm calling you out. So go subscribe, bitches. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so anyways, that's it. That was a good one. Thanks for ruining my life. Yep, no problem. <laughs> Imagine... Like, I had to pause multiple times doing research for this case because I was literally just disgusted and sick to my stomach, bro. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. See ya. Bye.